My next guest is a multi-six-figure Fortune 500 sales executive in the tech industry by day, executive life coach by night. Please welcome Becca Powers. Welcome to the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Patricia Bourgeois, Certified Business Coach. I am here to help you up-level, generate consistent wealth, increase your confidence, attract dream clients, and master your mindset so that you can fully own your power and achieve next-level results in your online business and beyond. Every week, a powerful conversation will take place with amazing guests, or I'll share from my experience to help inspire you to start and scale the business of your dreams while being powerfully you. The time has come to stop playing small, stop hiding, and stop waiting. Now is the perfect time for you to passionately pursue your heart's desire as the powerful leader you were born to be. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. I am here today with Becca Powers. Hey, girl. Hey, so happy to be here, Anna. Yeah, I'm so happy to have you on. Like, I read your website. I, I like, followed you on Instagram. I'm like, ooh, this person <laughs> right here, I want to get on the podcast. Like, your story is so inspiring, and I want you to share with us how you got started in business, how you became to be the person you are today. Yes, thank you. Thank you for that. It'd be my pleasure to share. So I have a 20-year corporate sales background um, combined with entrepreneurship on the side, right? So I'm, I always say I'm multifaceted, and that's mm -hmm. what I love talking to, especially about women, because I think we are multi-passionate and we mm -hmm. wear multiple hats. So I always just like to invite that space instead of saying I do a singular thing. I always like to say I do multiple things just to start off because mm -hmm. I think that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, but really a little bit about my story comes from that space. So I was a Fortune 500 sales leader. I was a regional sales manager for Dell in 2013. And as a leader, I have a mantra of putting um, like people before profits is my mantra. Mm -hmm. And in 2013, I got recruited by a company that has this almost the same exact mantra. And I, I thought it was fate. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> the job of my dreams just dropped into my lap. And uh, when I went to resign from Dell, I ended up taking that job. I resigned to my VP of sales who said something to me when, when I spoke to him that was the inspiration for the book I just wrote, Harness Your Inner CEO. Mm -hmm. He says to me, Becca, I'm so proud of you. You are the CEO of your life. Mm. And that melted over me just like how you were like, mm. that's like how I felt. I was yeah. like, wow, that's empowering. But, you know, that's that's really like where the aha came in. But my story went from from being that empowered to moving into this um, into this new company and this new role. And a few months into the role, really met a lot of resistance. My leadership style was highly different than the rest of the leaders, and I actually got told to turn it down by fifty percent. Mm. And that really sparked this. Um, 
inauthenticity in me, right? Like Mm -hmm. I wasn't able to show up as my authentic self. I really started striving for like validation, approval, and all these things that as a powerful woman, I normally didn't do, right? But this, Mm -hmm. it sparked me to um, kind of weaken my stance because I was the primary breadwinner at home. So I don't know if any listeners can relate to this or Anna, if you can too, Mm -hmm. in your past. Um, But there's those moments in time where you question your abilities and you know, you're like, maybe I should stay small because it's safer. Mm. Um, I don't want to run the risk of losing my job and putting my family at jeopardy or thoughts like that. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. So after spending about three years in a role like that, I couldn't power through anymore. I literally came home from a bad day at work mm-hmm. and I was so defeated and so disempowered, it's one of my lower moments in my life. I was so weak that at 10 o'clock at night after putting the kids to bed and doing the whole thing, I actually fell to the bathroom floor in powerlessness mm. and in hopelessness. Mm. And it was in my weakest state that I started questioning everything. Yeah. <laughs> I started like, you know, I'm like, I don't know the last time I prayed, but I started praying. I started doing everything. I'm like, if somebody could just help me get off the bathroom floor, that would be fantastic. Um, But it was in that moment that I remembered that I was the CEO of my life, Mm. that I had a lot more power than I thought I did. And um, it was that thought that had me rise off the bathroom floor Mm-hmm. a different woman than the one that went down and yeah. life has really never been the same after that. Wow. That's incredible. Like I, I love those type of stories for sure. And would you say that's the moment that also inspired you to write your book? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had the two year, tr- it took a two year transformation to kind of heal and yeah. rise into the, my full potential and all of those awesome things, which I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about too. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was the pivotal moment for sure. Oh, I love that so much. And yeah, I definitely want you to talk about how you, you know, went through those two years and how you built that bravery, that courage to, to do the thing, you know? Yeah. I want to, there's a a few things and I I like to talk about things in the forms of tips and stuff like that too, so Mm -hmm. that listeners can take practical advice and apply it to their life. So one conversation that we can have is, uh, is something that really helped me. And I know there's a lot of powerful women entrepreneurs that listen to this podcast too, is that I gave myself permission for, and, Mm. um, I opened up this, you know, our conversation by saying like, I am, you know, I was a fortune 500 sales leader and an entrepreneur and I'm a mom and I'm a Kundalini yoga teacher. I didn't mention that then, but those are like, (laughs) but that's like part of what I'm talking about. I gave myself permission for the and. So if there's listeners here that are identifying like, oh, I I do have multiple interests and I find myself fragmented or not allowing myself to have the and I'm stuck in the or. Um, One Mm. of the things that helped me heal the most was to allow myself to be a full person and give myself permission to have multiple interests and businesses for that matter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that so much. I mean, I think we all have those moments where we're like, 
like, oh, if I do this, I cannot do that. And then it's like up to us to be like, no, like I can have it all. Like it's totally like a mindset shift, I feel. Yes, that's exactly it. I'm like cheering over here. My hands were like, yes, but it is, <laughs> it's a huge, it's a huge mindset shift. And to be able to come out of the or into the and is like so huge, so huge. Yeah, for sure. And let's talk a bit about balance. I want you to talk more about that too, because I know that's a huge thing. Yeah, so balance is huge. And I'm going to bring the power of and back into that because mm -hmm. balance, I feel, is BS. It's so hard to obtain balance um, as an outward goal. And so I say that because as I share this like multifaceted world, um, I think I was often trying to find myself as the, um, to balance work, to balance being a mom, to balance my hobbies, and maybe even try to give them equal presence in my life. And, and life just doesn't work that way. I would try to get balance and then a dog would get sick or a kid <laughs> would need something or I'd get a project at work, right? Yeah. And, and I almost started feeling guilt and shame for not being able to obtain balance. Mm. And then I realized that that concept was really hurting me more than it was helping me. So what I shifted to instead was identifying balance. And I might even be able to bring my yogic background into this, but I started identifying balance with the way my body felt. Do mm -hmm. I feel in harmony with myself? Mm -hmm. Right. Because, you know, think about a time when you were really quote unquote in balance, what you really felt was harmony. You felt joy. You felt ease. Your body probably felt relaxed. You're like, wow, I could do some more of this. Mm, I love that for sure. Like creating that awareness and that mindfulness is huge. Right. And then, you know, can you think of a time where you didn't feel in balance? Like how did your body feel? Or like, how did you feel? Like so much more energy for sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, Ugh, I like that so much. I mean, it's it's so, so true. And the more aware we are of it and the more intentional we are about it, it also helps a lot. It does. It does. And uh, so thank you for asking about balance, because as we as we take this conversation and if we're, we're using the analogy of you are the CEO of your life and we're taking the rise, hopefully no one is as burnt out as I was that they're on the bathroom floor. But if any of the listeners are here mm -hmm. and they're like, I feel like I'm close to that, or I feel overwhelmed, I feel overworked, I feel overstressed or, you know, any of those things. What I can say is these are little things that you can do practically today to kind of shift that energy. Like, are you try? are you striving for balance? And it's not really, you know, it, it's, it's really not, something that can come to fruition. If, mm -hmm. if the answer is yes, then you're going to feel stressed, right? Mm. But can you identify how your body feels and start to lean into the things that you need today rather than what you think you need? Maybe you need rest. Mm, yeah, that mm -hmm. is huge. Oh, yes. Like rest is so important. Self-care is so important. Like I feel like it should be like a priority. For yes. Sure. Yes. And actually it is. It should be. And that is you know, using that arc again of, of rising into empowerment, um, my journey really started with prioritizing myself. So I gave myself permission mm -hmm. to be and. I was 
And that was a huge relief and a huge Mm -hmm. moment of empowerment for myself. But then it was followed exactly what you were just talking about by prioritization. When I stopped to look, how did I end up on the bathroom floor? It's because Mm -hmm. I wasn't even on the priority list. Mm. Everything else was. And the moment that I started prioritizing myself to the top of the list is when I began to, began to heal, is when I began to get more time and space for myself. Yeah, so, so good. I love that so much. <laughs> it's such a great reminder, you know? It's so simple, <laughs> but so true. <laughs> you know, and I feel like a lot of the things that really move the needle forward as we're talking about being powerful leaders and things like that are simple, but yet they're some of the fundamentals that we miss because they're they are simple in concept, but hard in real life. Mm, yeah, like it's so much more easier said than done for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, what would you say? You know, like what would you say is your like biggest accomplishment, either in your life or in your business? I, I always say in life, it's my my kids. I think that seeing them, I'm a big proponent of changing the generational story Mm -hmm. and to see them rise and to have their own voice and to do things differently. I think that makes me feel like I've accomplished something. Um, In my business, I really feel that writing the book and sharing Mm -hmm. my story fully um, is probably one of my biggest accomplishments to date. And um, I say that for the obvious reason of A, it's a huge accomplishment, but B, the impact, right? That's like why you do your podcast, the impact that you can have on other people and other women. I got my first message, that book's been out for four months, and I got my first message from someone I had no clue. Like it wasn't part of my networks, 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 you know? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it was someone I've never met saying how much my story impacted them and allowed them to make much um, outdated changes that they needed to make. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. So good. Like, it's so crazy you say that because I just like hosted a masterclass around storytelling. And I always say to my clients, like, stories are so powerful. <laughs> so powerful. Yeah. It's like life changing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. I love that. So I ask this to everyone who comes on the podcast, and I'm very curious to know your answer. What does being a powerful leader mean to you? I say being a powerful leader means standing in your authentic power in a way that uplifts others. Uh, Yeah, I love when it's short and sweet. And so how would you say is like uplifting others? Like, what does that look like for you? For me, I'm all about impact and uh, making positive changes. So Mm -hmm. that's, I feel, uh, and I was listening to a little bit of your story too, right? As I I was mentioning on our pre-talk, but I feel like when you've gone through something that's Mm -hmm. painful or that's really where you've really faced adversity, I think being a leader is when you've overcome that and you're able to look, you know, look at others and extend your hand mm. and help them rise. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. kind of where I go when you say that is like the imagery that comes to mind. Yeah. I love that so much. And 
Would you say you've gone through a lot of adversity in your childhood too? My parents were were full-time musicians when I was born, which was awesome. Like I grew up with bongos and guitars around <laughs> campfires, but they also, I mean, my parents were from the 70s. Like they were sex, drugs, and rock and roll all day, right? <laughs> and so like with that came the other side of a lot of partying and, you know, I felt like I needed to be the mm. responsible one who protected me and my brother. And we had a lot of people in the house all the time. Not that anybody really harmed us or whatever, but there's a lot of drinking and a lot of partying and it was scary mm. as a kid. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, had to overcome a lot of that. And then my family is um, from the Midwest, which is fine. But there was a lot of just a lot of limitations around money beliefs. Like I was told if you mm. if you make over, you know, $40,000, you've made it. And, you know, at 30 years old, I broke my first six figures and mm -hmm. my family didn't even know what to say. <laughs> You know? wow. <laughs> like, so there's just a lot of mindset stuff that comes along with our families too, that I feel yeah. that um, I've had to overcome. So how did you begin to overcome them? Well, I am one that likes a challenge. I am definitely trailblazer. So I was, I mm -hmm. twofold one, I like money. <laughs> <laughs> So just going to be transparent about that. I like money. Um, I started in sales when I was 18 years old and, I made my first commission check and I was just baffled. I was like, so they're going to pay me extra for doing my job. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Um, but I just like seeing what I'm capable of. I like seeing, I, mm. I think that limitations are, are BS. And as I've gotten older, I was a competitive soccer player too. So, you know, like you grow up playing sports, you know, you can push the limits, you know, that, so much is your own mindset. And so I think I've just kind of been obsessed with pushing boundaries, seeing what I'm capable of, helping other people see what they're capable of. Like, I really find that whole arena to be fun. Yes. Oh, my gosh. When you said, like, pushing the limits, like, that's literally what entrepreneurs do every day. <laughs> uh-huh. I love it so much. And, yeah, not everyone is born with this, you know. It, it needs to be we need to be special and a little bit crazy to do what we do. <laughs> yes. And I have learned too, that over the years, when someone says I'm crazy, that I'm definitely going down the right road. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, for sure. So do you know, do you have like any last piece of wisdom, you know, that you'd like to share with our audience today? I, I want to share that if you can really take this in and, and run with it, that you are the CEO of your life. And when I was really able to hold that vision for myself, I was able to accomplish everything that I wanted to accomplish. And I, it, it really empowered me. And I want to empower you, you as the listener. If you're the CEO of your life and you made your decisions from that vantage point, what decisions would be different? Mm. you know would you have more courage to make the choices that serve you and mm. so I leave with that you know what can you do today to be the CEO of your life and to really step into that role and honor it for yourself yes amen I love that so much <laughs> so where can people go to connect with you further in the online space so in the online space I am on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And my handle's the same across all three. 
It's at Becca Powers 1313. And my website is BeccaPowers.com. If you go to forward slash podcast freebies, I actually have a um, inner CEO self-assessment to kind of see whether, you know, on what levels you're thriving or surviving. So if you want to get into that, you can. And um, outside of that, the book is on Amazon and that's Harness Your Inner CEO. And you can just, you know, put that in the search. Awesome. I'm definitely checking your book out for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for that. You're so awesome. Thank you for being here. It was such a pleasure meeting you. Yeah, it was great to meet you too. Thank you for having me on. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. If you love this episode, make sure to spread the message, leave a review and subscribe. I would forever be grateful for you. I also want to hear from you and I want to know your feedback and your questions for future episodes. So don't be shy, say hi and send me a message at Powerful Female Leaders Podcast on Instagram. Until then, I'll see you on the next episode.